Hey everybody, this is Chris Bennett again. This is episode two podcast, and we have a guest of a guest. <laughs> a guest of a guest in the house, Danny Mac, Dan McIntosh from RDC Affiliates. Dan, what's going on? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fabulous, other than you know, mic errors, sound checks, the whole nine yards. We just basically have to up our game now. I mean, it's just we're becoming popular, so we got to spend the dough. Well, that you know, money money is meant to be spent. <laughs> money money was created to be spent. Now, albeit it needs to be spent wisely, but the the whole purpose that we work the way we work is to spend the green back and then we'll absolutely invest it. Uh, but no, everything is well. Um, you and I have known each other for a number of years now, but um, bus stop Dan is about to make. Uh, his comeback, his first appearance this year. I figured I'd just throw that out there. Okay, so let's let's pause that there. So Dan, RDC affiliates, right? Affiliate, well, Allison James and Homes Estates. Allison James Estates and Homes, uh, bro- yep. broker of record. Uh, been a uh, been in the business now thirty years, but yes, Allison James Estates and Homes, and here in Pennsylvania, uh, Collegeville specifically. Mm-hmm. But I started this, it was purely by accident, but um, something fun for the kids in the morning. And I. Well, you're talking about Bus Stop Dan. Bu- yeah, Bus right? Stop Dan, correct. So, Bus Stop Dan, so I, you were legit the first, the second company for Impressive Media Group. Like, you were legit all in. We took over, built website, did everything. Um, you know, I could go yada yada yeah. yada into that, well, but well, well, let's do that a little bit. So let's let's go back a little bit. So the whole point, I think, some of your your uh, your viewers will find interesting is that so Allison James Estates and Homes was a company that had that wasn't in Pennsylvania, it's, right? It, uh, based out of uh, on the West Coast and down in southeastern Pennsylvania, but we were approached uh, as a group, myself and my two other partners, to create and open the first office here in Pennsylvania, uh, which right. we did. And shortly thereafter, we uh, engaged Impressive Media Group to help us. And basically, we had to create awareness. We had to create name brand recognition for a brand new real estate company, which is not an easy thing to do. And I'm proud to say, after the efforts of Impressive Media Group, and now I think Two, two and a half years in, uh, or, or is it three years in? But people know who Allison James Estates of Homes and RDC are. Um, and that, I, I'm very proud of that that fact. I'm very proud of the efforts that uh, the work that Impressive Media did to get us to that point, to where we are now. So, Well, and, we did, we, and we did, we're not paying you for that. You literally just said that on your own. So Absolutely. in case yeah. anybody wants, no. we're not paying you for that. No. <laughs> but so RDC Affiliates is Ron. Minges, Dan McIntosh, who we got on here, right. uh, and Chris Nelson. Correct. Um, and, you know, at that time, and I want to get a little bit into now real estate, but at that time, you know, you guys were really the only, you're going up against Remax, you're going up against Century 21, you're going up against Keller Williams, you're going up, you literally took a brand new brokerage, brand new real estate office um, in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, and you had to turn it into something because of all the competitors, but nobody knew who the hell you were. So obviously it was our job to get out there and do it, but we obviously couldn't have done it and still couldn't continue to do it without the great content that you have 
that you send through with your different videos and, you know, just the, how much communication that we have, right. uh, you and I back and forth on different things and ideas. And you said Bus Stop Dan earlier. So Bus Stop Dan essentially is Dan goes to the bus stop with his kids, um, gets candy and different stuff. Last year, you had plastic nunchucks that you actually <laughs> gave to a kid to send him on the bus. <coughs> But uh, <laughs> I'll never let you live that down. But um, why don't you talk real quick about Bus Stop Dan and then let, let's get into the market that we're in now. So real quick, explain what Bus Stop Dan is. And obviously, uh, the business people listening will understand the branding and the marketing behind why you do Bus Stop Dan. So I obviously, I'm a, I'm a realtor and I live in a community, Rivercrest, here in, in uh, Phoenixville. Uh, we have about 485 houses, and Bus Stop Dan was a way to create awareness for, for myself, but also something fun to do with the kids. So I go to the bus stop, and a grown man, I dress up in this ridiculous costume, and these kids went bonkers. Yeah, you do. They, they, yeah. they went bonkers. I couldn't believe how excited they were to see uh, their neighbor, Mr. Dan, dressed up with this goofy hat and these glasses. And if you thought that was something, wait till you see tomorrow's episode. Oh, so yikes! But, yikes! But what I found was that yikes the they began to look forward to the appearance of Bus Stop Dan, and what the other thing I found is the parents would would were reaching out to me saying, you know what, I really appreciate what you're doing. You have no idea how much our kids love Bus Stop Dan. How they get excited. How they're telling me we can't be late for the bus stop today, Mom because Bus Stop Dan is going to be there. So right. it's sort of this thing that took on its own legs, and I'm using it, one, to create more visibility in my development, because I'm a realtor, and I let folks know that. We, we talk about real estate at the bus stop. I keep, mm -hmm. them, I keep them abreast of what the market trends in our community is, yep. how many houses are listed, what's sold, and, yep. and that's how you I network and, and uh, get my name and keep my face relevant within that that specific community so and 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 you know what what i love about it is the fact that if you look at the videos it, it's just it's just something different but we preach this all the time in in marketing uh and this is something i learned when i race i still race a little bit but when i really did race was you you can't you can't pass someone if you're following them right right so when you can get out and do different things and do different branding styles and just have fun with it you you can really stand out and that's that's how a lot of companies grow i mean obviously if you're following someone you're just not going to be able to pass them so your bus stop down is or is is a very unique way for you to not only stay community connected but you know you're affecting the lives of kids by doing what you're doing just trying to make them smile I mean, look, make them smile. Look it makes their parents yeah. happy and gets your gets your name out there. So, all right. So that's bus stop Dan for anybody that that knows that. Dan, you should probably trademark that Dan so nobody can steal that <laughs> from you. Um, now let's talk about nitty gritty. Let's get we're going down the dark side, Dan. Okay, dark side. Dan, are we? And this is going to be a two part question, but. And I'll leave my opinion out of it, but I probably won't. But are we looking at a 2008 real estate scenario in the next two years? 
Well, you know, that is the million dollar or $10 million or billion dollar question. Um, billions. Billions, because uh, the prognosticators are talking about, is it recession? I've heard some folks talk about pre-depression. I mean, and as we're heading into an election year next year, it, all sorts of theories are fluttering. What, what, what I do know right now is that um, one, new construction starts, new home sales have shot up um, 18% year, year over year uh, here in August. Um, mm -hmm. Mortgage interest rates right now are still historically low. Scary, though. Is that scary to you? I personally, you know, from a realtor perspective, I, I like them there. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, no kid, but yes, who would? But over, <laughs> over, over time, yeah, I mean, the that the Fed had expected to, they were raising uh, interest rates by twenty five basis points. I mean, a year and a half ago, they had every expectation of getting those up over a point, if memory serves, uh, and that, yeah. that has come. They've almost done a complete one eighty on that, and gone from uh, planning to increase rates that they thought were based on uh, an economy that was improving to now where they've been uh, flat and now they're talking about re potentially reducing them. Oh. Uh, and, um, and I think the current federal funds rate is like at 1.75%. And everyone's looking at trying to, you know, figure it out. You know, Janet, yeah. Janet Yellen was just on the, uh, on the uh, speaking out last week, how she thought that, yeah, she thought that the the Fed is overestimating uh, the economy, which I, yeah. I thought was interesting that a uh -huh. that the former Fed chairman would would actually say something publicly along those lines. So, uh, well, I mean, you look back to two thousand and eight, which I think it was two thousand and four, they started to really short some of the stocks on the housing mortgage side of it because there was a few people. I mean, literally a handful of people that were looking at looking at this going like, whoa, you know, shit, we're going to have a problem here in the next four or five years. And um, it, it kind of amazes me that nobody really realizes how much is connected to housing. Right. Like a lot of people, oh, you know, real estate's slow. and da, da, da. But for me as a marketing company, uh, you know, you have home inspectors. You know, you have, you know, appraisers. So you, uh, yeah, I mean, you have uh, you have lawn companies. I mean, you have you have so many variables and so many affili uh, affiliated, affiliated companies, affiliated services. I mean, right? Let's, it's just let's, damaging. Well, let's sort of sort of sort of tack down that you have you know your real estate agents, you have your real estate appraisers, you right. have your uh, your your mortgage, your lenders, you have mm -hmm. underwriters, you have yep. and and then people forget that. There's a subset of all these employees that work for these lenders in order to get these deals yep. done. So when we were talking about 08, thousands and thousands and thousands of people lost jobs when the mortgage industry collapsed because of the uh, because of that 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 recession. I mean, it, right? And you talk to a guy who lived through it. I mean, who literally our business. I mean, lending came to a standstill, and right. it was it was devastating. Uh, yeah. and money and money access to funds, borrowing ability is what obviously drives the real estate market. And now, um, fast forward, um, you know, twelve years, we're we're looking at we're looking at 
with lending where that that has been more relaxed. It's back to mm-hmm. so where we were in 03, 04, uh, where mm-hmm. the lenders are, are, are loosening up requirements. So, yikes. yes, yikes. yikes. Yeah, I mean, you see it, you know, bank statement loans. A lot of people don't know about them. Like, I'm sorry, bank business statement loans, however they were worded. They literally only take in the gross of what a business makes and they'll lend off of that, not including their expenses and whatnot. And it's a much higher rate, but that allows somebody that has a booming business right now to be able to borrow money to buy a house. But then what's going to happen when the economy takes a dip, their business isn't doing well, they're obviously not going to pay the loan, right? Right. Right. Where's that money coming from? And then boom, there goes the business. So it's like so many just, it's just, I don't even know what the chart look like. Like it just collapses everything. Everything. Um, and that's that's the terrifying thing. And then you have then, you know, equity. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was reading an article recently that the folks that were able to purchase homes back in 2012, um, 2011, 2012, the folks that sort of after the collapse, folks that had had 20% down because back then, all of a sudden there were no, you know, low money down uh, mortgages, the subprime market disappeared. And, mm-hmm. you know, what? there's a reason for it. There's nothing wrong with the subprime market and we should have a subprime market. But the problem was right. people were taking advantage of, of the subprime. Typically, if your credit's a little oh. banged up, then you know what? You're going to pay a higher interest rate. You're going to have to come up with a little more money, a little more money out of pocket. But there is a market for those folks. And there should always be a market there for those folks that are on the fringe. You just have to pay. But then there were folks that, that were sort of taking advantage and getting free money uh, right. and speculating. And the speculating is what really crushed. Well, there, yeah, I was going to say there's the key word. Everything I, I truly believe is based on speculation, right? Right. It's, you know, if, the, if everybody's confident in the president of the United States, yeah, everybody's confident in investing. If everybody's confident, in, obviously, in the product, they're going to invest, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's it, to me, it's like a, a Bitcoin. Right. right? Where it's not really like a thing you can feel or see, but it becomes supply demand when people start talking about it because uh, the confidence is built up that this is going to be like the next big thing uh, where people are going to make millions and millions of dollars. So stuff being based off of speculation uh, in my world is extremely scary. Um, And in ours, in ours. But, you know, unfortunately, everything we're all reactionary. I mean, uh, we've... So, sort of what we look for with our political leaders and our financial leaders is how do we prepare? I mean, how do we, what do, right. what do we do in advance? I mean, instead of having to be re- reactionary all the time and, and and for real estate, you know, looking and trying to see some of these factors and then apply them to our business. But right, but right now, you know, sales are up. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, new sales are up. I think. I mean, typically we try to do these things on a month by month basis, and it, it's, it's going to depend specifically on your area. Certain areas are doing better than others. Um, and, and when you hear, you always have to take a grain of salt when you hear when you on CNN or Fox News they talk about the real estate market because they're talking in broad national terms. Right, so, so right. You, just, you can never forget that. And sort of, you know, you look to your local realtors to try to assist you. Uh, yeah. and seeing what that really means to you uh, individually. Uh, but uh-huh. in our area, 
I mean, there's certain price points that are doing fantastic. You know, uh, yep. if you're under between, you know, under under five hundred thousand, I mean, and your home is in decent shape, it's it's moving. It's it's cold. It's it's going. It's going quickly. Yeah. Other markets, if you're between, you know, two hundred and three fifty dual income, you look at mm-hmm. that market is almost impossible to get in because that's where most of the buyers are. So, right. um, you know, some the uh, when I say lower price relative, lower price housing is is shooting mm-hmm. off the shelves. And, right, exactly. And right now, it, and, and, and we're in an inventory shortage. We don't have a lot of property on the market. So, consequently, yep. those folks uh, that price it well, they are selling. There are competitive. I've been in a number, personally, of uh, competitive bid situations for homes this year. Um yeah. Some of my buyers back in May and June, we were putting in, it was three or four offers. Uh, earlier in April, February, April, May, multiple offer situations on a number of homes. Uh, and this is from uh, Havertown, we're down in Broomall, uh, mm-hmm. down in um, in Chester. So you, you name it. And here and even in Collegeville, we're, we're seeing inventory move quickly. And yeah. the same thing well, in Doylestown. Supply. Supply. Yeah. Up in your neck of the woods. Yeah. So, I mean, it's supply and demand. I mean, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to get more for their house if, you know, instead, if there's not 20 houses on the market that are similar to a, to their price range, um, you know, and there's, say, there's two or three of them, common sense is going to tell you if there's 40 buyers that want that house, I mean, it's it could become a bidding war. And the decisions you have to make, well, oh, this is a great time for me to, to get top dollar for my home, but yep. but what can I find for that money? Will I be able to get, and consequently, will I also being top pay, be paying top dollar for the home I move into? So, right. and a lot, sometimes that can keep some people on the fence and out of the game because they're concerned. And then also looking at, are we, are we in another inflated inflated market? Uh, yeah. quote unquote, as we sort of, uh, hinted at earlier, are we on in bubble uh-huh. territory again? Um, yep. I don't think I like that. You, I, I like that you didn't, I'm going to interrupt you. I like that you said bubble and I didn't say bubble. Right. <laughs> like you were the first one to say bubble, but, <laughs> but I mean, there, you see similarities to, to, uh, here in 2018 that we saw, you know, 2005, you know, where, but I don't think we're at the, that extreme. But you scratch your head and you wonder and talk, you know, the, and I'm not a financial expert. I'm, I'm just simply a realtor, but I try to, to pay attention to trends and I, I try to watch right. market indicators because I'm trying to advise my clients as best I can. Um, well, that's the one thing. So let's, let's, let's get out of the, let's get out of that zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about Dan McIntosh. So. I've known you for two and a half years ish. Um, the one thing that I like about you is, you know, a few things I like about you. I'll tell you, and then you can comment back on that. Um, one, you're open to criticism, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Two, you're one hundred percent transparent when it comes to things, and three, you are extremely ethical in the way that you operate, you know, and you're not just a realtor. I mean, you're a broker. So, I mean, you, you're, you're the kind of guy where I look at it and say, I've have, I have a lot of friends that come in and say, Hey, you know, 
real estate's hot, right? And you've seen this probably so much. You've been doing this forever. But they're like, hey, real estate's hot. I want to sell some real estate, blah, blah, blah. You're the kind of guy where I say, go talk to Dan McIntosh, Allison James. People go, well, you know, it's Allison James and RDC. Like, what is that? Because like Keller Williams is trying to get me going or Remax and, you know, all of Century 21, whoever, right? They're right. trying to get, they're trying to get me going. And, and I look at it is, you know, I don't see any of your competitors throwing their face out on social media um, in a way that's different. Uh, there's a few, but I mean, you're so knowledgeable, you're not afraid to just give up that free information on doing things the right way. Um, and I, I try to send as many people to you as I possibly can that want to, I, I don't not the ones that say I want to dabble in real estate because that scares the shit out of me because there is no such thing as dabbling in anything. You're either in or you're out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're like the go to guy for everything that I would see as in a realtor. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and truth be told, you talked about. So I'm I'm an individual first. You know, I have a you know, I'm. I'm a man of faith. I have strong uh, religious uh, faith background, and that sort of guides my the direction. I mean, I'm honest. I'm open. I'm, I mean, I'm transparent, and I treat people in this industry, this business. I've been doing it 30 years, and I, I personally, I, I lose sleep at night. I, I mean, I get involved with my client because my deal is. Once you become a client, you become a friend. We become, we really establish almost family ties because I'm in this for the long haul. And I'm looking right. to make sure that the decisions that are made are the right decisions for, for, for my people. And right. um, my other partner, Chris Nelson, was a perfect example. I mean, Chris does a lot of, and he sort of helped me, sort of taught me about uh, doing videos but also taught me about being genuine and, and as, as, as you did too, Chris Bennett, being genuine and, and just being honest and open with people. And that's what we've yeah. tried to do. I mean, I'm a person, I'm a well-educated person and I know this business, but I'm going to, you know, put my blood, sweat and tears into making sure that if you're buying a home, we're going to get you the best deal. I mean, I, I was, I'm so excited. I, I just got a referral, uh, some folks from New Jersey who, uh, uh, or moving here, uh, to, and we yeah. spent the last Saturday and Sunday. We looked at almost twenty homes in the span of. Um, was that was that that Facebook message? I think that was the Facebook message. Yeah. That was they're selling their house in Jersey, and moving to Philadelphia. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yes. I guess I don't get credit for that, do I? I jumped right on that right away. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I spent you know, those two days with the the family. Uh, and the, the husband uh, is now in here in Center City, uh, but you know right. you get you get to know a lot about people in a short span of time. And you know we are currently negotiating right that right now on on a deal on trying to get him a new home, and it's teamwork. I mean, I'm putting everything into this, trying to get him the best possible deal I can, because mm -hmm. I know that they're going to be here for the next five to ten years, mm -hmm. and we're looking to grow. I want them to be happy. Well, and, and see, that's the thing. And I'm glad that you actually touched base on it without me really bringing it up, the sales part of it. You know, I spent 11 years in sales-ish, 11 years-ish, I'll say, because it's on record, uh, in sales. And, you know, I, I had said the other day, you know, I, I hate sales trainers. 
And people are like, well, yeah, well, come on, man. I'm I'm a sales trainer. Chris, I'm a sales trainer. We're friends. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I hate the fact that there is tactical sales training words out there and programs out there teaching you how to reword a phrase to try to talk somebody into selling something when I literally my entire life, my entire life have I preached just shut up and listen. Like, yeah, you, obviously you need to know your product. That's that's a no brainer, right? Right. But you, I don't, I don't think you have to talk anybody. I haven't had to talk a client into to to joining Impressive Media Group because I, you know I look at it this way. You know, you give people options and you listen to them and you become friends with them. Um, and the way that everybody communicates now with you know, phones and texts and stuff like that. But you have like a real conversation with someone and you can actually listen to what they want. And then your job is to go to to work for them. Um, you know, that's the similarities you and I share. You know, you can't train that. You know what right. I mean? Like you can't, you can train that, but I'm saying they're not training that. They're training things like jam somebody into this. This is re- reword it to say this, you know, and do this and do this. And I'm like, yeah, hey, add a human element. 1950s is what I call it. Because if you can insert 1% of 1950s into you talking to someone or de- right. doing a deal with someone, which is 1950s, people only communicated face to face, right? Right. That's pretty much how it was done. Right. If you can, if you can, uh, if you can do that, right, then you can, you can, uh, you can leapfrog over a lot of people. And I, it's funny. I don't look. I don't even look at myself as a salesperson. Um, you are. I, I, I consider, <laughs> I consider myself a facilit, a facilitator. Uh, I help facilitate transactions, but I'm also uh, an advisor. I tend to help advise people on on right. how, how to how to how to purchase real estate. And right. I'm going to use another example, recent example: young couple, first time home buyers. Um, looking to buy and we looked at a number of homes they were under under uh, under $175,000 and they found right. a place that they wanted and ready to make an offer on i mm-hmm. personally and they were at somebody else would have just great you want to buy let's sign let's go quick bang bang yeah, yeah. done done i looked at it and i personally i said you know what i think there's certain things some other factors here that we need to reconsider you guys, um, I'm looking at resale value, and looking at the the, the uh, what property values had done in the immediate in the, in the immediate vicinity over the last ten years. I went back and looked at them, tracked, right, and there hadn't been a huge amount of appreciation. Um, right. This house was gorgeous, beautiful, but my concern for them is what's going to happen five ten years when you go to sell it. Um, right, and they 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 were so and they were coming out of a small tiny apartment. And I told them, I said, you know, anything is going to look good to you guys. <laughs> I said, you, true. I said, true. I said, it's, and they looked at me and I said, I said, yeah, anything is going to look good to you guys. I said, yeah. I think we can wait. And sure enough, I went back and we had seen at that point about 15 homes, found another one uh, about a half mile away, which they loved. And now we're sort of, we're, we're going through that process, but they were very grateful to me because they said we would have taken that and at that time gladly. But but Dan, you know, you're looking out for us and look at in long term where we could actually see some appreciation 
And also, if the fact is we found a better home. We've got a, 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 por- a porch. We've got a, a backyard. We have a detached garage. They, the first home had none of those. So right. just by someone like me deciding, don't take the easy nickel up front, wait, be patient, and find mm-hmm. them something they're really going to be happy with. And then, because at that point, they're going to give you referrals. And our business is all referrals. And it's easier to get have someone more efficient refer you in our industry right. than trying to pay to get people to use you. Well, honestly, to obviously, yeah. I mean, just obviously you nailed that on the head, but I mean, it's, I look at it like this and I've seen, I've, I look at it like this and I've seen it with, seen it with you and I've seen it with your company. It's quality over quantity. If you want to sell a bunch of houses and just, you know, leave them a gift after settlement and move on, you know, then there's certain companies that work like that. Right. But yeah. If you actually care and 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 look at the quality aspect of it, and knowing that, you know, not even looking at it selfishly that you're going to get a ton of referrals, but knowing that you can take care of them and lead them down the right path, that is the long run that you want to play. Right. The short the short run is just jam everybody into a house and you know, give them a gift basket, say, thank you, see you later. And maybe you mail them a card in two years or who knows. But the, but the long run is actually building that friendship and that stability within so that they can trust that they can send a relative, a friend, you know, right. Whoever to you. Right. And that's, that's, that's the way that I think most businesses should operate. It's very hard to explain it to a lot of businesses, you know, and we call it the shiny object theory, you know, in mortgage right now, not to get off topic, but a mortgage right now, interest rates are so low for refi that like we've seen whole mortgage companies turn and just boom. Yes. That's where they're, yes. they're staring. Like refi, 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 refi. But what happens when the rates go up? And they don't they're left with nothing. Right. And that's exactly what's happened right now. The the uh, the refi boom. Um, I mean, I'm I'll throw some more stats out there, but the um, Right now, for as far as home sale growth, the, the Mortgage Bankers Association is forecasting 2019 will see existing home sales grow from 5.3 million to 5.39 million. Um, new home new home sales from 617,000 to 660,000, and single family starts end at 876,000, the most since wow. 2007. So that's, yeah. uh, that's a little did you know fact um, <laughs> to throw in because I do want to because and I like the flow. I'm a guy I'm, I can be all over the place at times, but I know some of your folks that are listening may want to have a little bit more specific. So as we talk, I'll yeah. try to throw some of that information in there. Well, I mean, once I'm all over the place because I'm Max ADHD. That's just how we roll, and that's how we roll an impressive media group. <laughs> that's why I have a great COO, which is Charlie Heflin, that handles everything on the tech side because he knows that I can do five projects at once um, on the digital side. But when it comes to websites and stuff like that, I'm all over the map. But um, what's the most one thing I that? What's the most important thing you can do when a person calls you? What's the most important thing? You taught me this. What, answer the phone? Yes, exactly. <laughs> answer the phone. And, well, and we're, we're laughing about that this right now, Chris, but 
you try to call, I mean, some of your, the, the bigger name real estate agents out there, uh, big groups, you try to pick up the phone and reach, reach someone. And you're going to get someone else or uh, an assistant. Oh, yeah. But the most important thing in our business is accessibility. And yep. one of the things I'm working on and pride myself on now, 30 years into the business, is you know, to pick up the phone. Now, I do have a huh? cutoff zone. I'm not a doctor. And I'm not taking calls at midnight, but during business hours up to, you know, in, in the evening, I'm accessible. I mean, people yeah. need me and they want answers. That goes a long way. Just picking up the phone. And yeah, I mean, if, if you're operating in 2019 with and you're, you don't have that mentality, I mean, it's so crazy because I see it as like two meteorites, right? Where it's like everybody, one meteorite is everybody that, that wants their information now. And then the meteorite of like, oh my God, somebody's finally calling. They're not just like texting or emailing and they just boom collide if you don't answer that phone. Well, th- uh, that's it. And people, I don't think people even use voicemail anymore. So the trend is, you know, folks will call and then if you don't pick up the phone, they CTE, bro. They, they CTE. Yep. <laughs> text immediately thereafter. Well, C- so it's CTE, right? So I, so I said CTE and the guy goes, what is NFL head injury. I said, no, CTE is call, text, email. Email, yes. Like if you're in sales or really anything, I think that it's, you know, if I'm trying to get a hold of somebody for just the heck of it, I mean, I do it to you. I call, I text, and I email. And you're like, if I didn't answer your call and you're texting me, (laughs) like I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing something. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just what I've become natural to do. Right. Like right. CT, call, text, email. Right, right. Should be done. And and, that, and that's as far as in our business now as well. Following up on leads, when people reach out to you, yes, call, mm-hmm. text, email. And yeah. make and just make it, make that just routine. Make mm-hmm. it routine. Call, text, email. CTE. Yeah, I say it to everybody. CTE, call, text, email. Like, they're like, What's one tip you can tell me that would help me uh, improve my sales and my business? I'm like, CTE. No, what the hell is CTE? Call text right. email. It's as simple as that. Um, so let me ask you this. What do you see? You know, because this is another favorite po- topic, and I think I converted you into a believer of this. Uh, <laughs> what do you see with the seasons? You can't see me right now, but I'm putting up the quotations of the seasons of this is the busy time. This is the slow time of year. You know, that's standard 10, 20 year ago. And it's in every business. It's not right. just in real estate where people go, oh, well, you know, it's October, it's September up. Kids are going back to school. It's going to be slow. And I say, no, it's not. One, you got to follow the market. And two, you can capitalize on advertising with the mentality that people have of that theory where they just drop everything right, and say, well, now that season's not, it's just, you know, summer's over. It's not as popular. And, yeah, you know, we've sold houses for you in January. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that was like the first thing that we did when we were, when we, we when you, lo- when you signed the contract was you, it was like right around Christmas time. And you're like, I had this house I yes, had to sell. That- and we were, we ran an ad. Yes. And, and uh, I think you sold it like January 3rd. That then it was early, late, mid to late January, correct? Yep. And uh, 
because you and I specifically, I remember that probably because I had to go out and shovel shovel the driveway. My, yeah, you my, had to do your job. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, cellar, my cellar lived in, in Virginia, uh, but we, we yeah. did get that under contract uh, and it, it closed. And to sort of so to go back and answer your question, there are seasons. So, correct. Um, I think I heard a statistic uh, that the last week of September is the best time to buy a house as far as deals. Um, right. Because again, your spring market is typically, and again, I'm I'm being I'm using broad broad terms here, but it's typically. Um, Families looking to move, and folks typically are looking to move before the start of school and get and get uh, get situated. So you're gonna you right. see a flurry of activity uh, late February, and it also depends on the weather. If the weather's mild, winter's mild. February, March, April, and the May uh, after after uh, Memorial Day, things then people's mindsets get get changed all of a sudden now we're heading into summer it's vacation it's and if you're here in the uh the tri-state area here in pennsylvania you're looking at the the shore the shore or the poconos yeah uh and then typically august can be one of the slowest time periods for selling a home because that's one of the highest vacation vacation months of the year Mm -hmm. but then now where we are here starting at the beginning of october the market is going to be a little slower, but it's a different type of market now. Uh, as we had as right. we head into the last quarter, you still have corporate reloads that still drive a, a high percentage of business in the fall. Um, right. So people are moving for job relocations, or people are uh, or or situation situations, personal situations change, and there's always going to be reasons when people all of a sudden, you know what, they weren't planning on it 30 days ago, but now something's changed in their lives and they have to move. So we always mm-hmm. see it, it slows down, but it, 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 it doesn't terminate. And people are putting are going to be putting homes on the market in November. It's going to be happening. It's in December. So, yeah. And you can still get great deals. You just so that there typically isn't as much inventory in the fall and winter, but the folks that are selling and selling at that time want to sell. And it's also a great time to get some good deals on it. Yeah. And again, you can't pass someone if you're following them. So if you believe, I mean, and and everything that you just said is a hundred, I believe a hundred percent, right? Because that's the trends of how people operate the vacations, the, you know, before school, right. the, this, 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 but I still think that that plays a percentage. Like that's just still a percentage and how your business, your industry actually works because you still have people that get married. You still have interest rates low. Right. You still have all this stuff. And now that we're in such a now, now tech world that people are still ignoring, but it's like, it's a now, now, now world. When people want something, they want it. They don't give a shit if it's the winter. They don't give a shit if it's the spring. They don't give a shit if it's the summer. If they want something... Well, they're going to go get it. And a lot of, a lot of the market we're put it's folks who are renting, folks who are in their apartments. I mean, depending on when leases are up or what what some of the uh, the buyouts are on leases, but you know, last year and again I just speak from personal experience, but you know, I we flip houses. I I I've been selling houses but also we we flip houses. We bought a property, renovated and we it put it on the market, I think um Three or four days before, before Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. uh, within a week, uh, the property was under contract uh, for full price. 
So, um, you know, and there was people were concerned about, man, you can, it's Thanksgiving, it's the holidays. And I said, if you have a good property that's priced right, people are out there looking. It doesn't matter. And you know what? It just blows my mind because it's like I, I just have these continuous conversations with people. And it's like, you know, also you got to factor in too. People go, oh, yeah, well, it's Thanksgiving or it's this or it's that. Basically, a big box retail has said, we don't care about the holidays. We're going to actually make Thanksgiving night Black Friday now, right? Right. But if you, so you take a step back and you go, okay, well, how about the fact that people are, they're off of work and a majority of the decisions that are being made on almost everything that's purchased or a high percentage of things that are purchased is needed by both people. Right. So, you know, that's why open houses are on Saturday, right? That's why open houses are on Sunday because that's what? when there's the most people right. because they're not working. So it's like, there's so many factors that go into so many different businesses and the old mentality of marketing, you know, it's either like people are hammered down on the throttle and they want all this stuff to happen. Right. And then when it comes to those seasons, right. We say, right. They just lift completely off. And I'm like, Hey, listen, let's keep half throttle and we'll still beat the rest of the competition for riding around half throttle. Well, I'm going to let's, Let's spin it a little bit um, because there are a lot of good realtors out there. I would be remiss if I had to sit there and say I'm the best real estate agent in the world. I- I'm not. And uh, I, am, I consider myself one of the best, but there are thousands of excellent realtors in our – I mean, there are th- thousands. I'm, I could even probably say uh, – I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how many um, – are we have in, in the country, but there are a lot of people who are committed to helping and assisting uh, their clients. On right. our business, it's about so we where a lot of us are very we're thorough, we're good, we're educated, but there is still a business to this, and it, it's about how do you get yourself in front of as many people as possible to let them know how qualified you are, and that yeah. you are the best person out of a a certain subset to help them achieve what they want. I mean, yeah. And you have been, um, an impressive and really helped me create and let my true self. How do I let people know, Hey, this is Dan McIntosh. I'm the guy who's had, you know, 30 years experience. I've got my degree in real estate from Penn state. Uh, my father was in the business. I'm a second generation, uh, realtor, but I am committed to your, and your family's success, I'm committed to making sure that every I is dotted and T, every T is crossed, and you get what you yep. want. How do I do that? So that that wasn't my forte. Along comes uh, your team, and you help create my my online, my digital uh, presence. And uh, it's been amazing being able to communicate. In fact, another story. So there's a local a local uh, Grace's Cafe right here in uh, Collegeville. Wonderful new uh, diner. Excellent food. Yeah. I go in there. And um, I've been going in there daily because I eat out at least once a day. And the, the right. owner, because uh, I talked to her, are you in real estate? And I said, yeah. And she goes, my husband saw you. And he goes, he recognized you from Facebook. 
<laughs> and my, it happened. I and uh, through giving you my videos and you guys uh, pushing them out there, uh, helping me put them where they need to be. But I just got another client because of the work that uh, Impressive does and helps me with getting my myself out there. So, well, we appreciate that, obviously. But don't shortchange yourself because uh, there's many people that we work with that um, they just they take in the information and then they just don't uh, they just don't do it. They just don't want to. They don't feel comfortable doing it. Right. And you just you flourish in it. I mean, sometimes I think you send me too many videos, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm learning. It's still a it's still a work in progress. And no, but it's it's fun to be able to get to know uh, people on that human level because you know you. I think another one of your greatest uh, assets I'll, I'll say that you have is that you you're a really good communicator. Um, you know, and it you know maybe you know, you're busy and you can't answer the phone, whatnot, but you do call back. Like you are, you don't shut off at five o'clock at night. No, you can't. No. And I, 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 as a marketing company, I appreciate that because there's a lot of stuff that we communicate afterwards, um, after what people call like a normal daily schedule. Right. That, you know what I mean? That you and I then can get together and, and hammer through and get, get some stuff done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I we do free business spotlights, and I walked into Wawa, and the lady goes, "You look familiar," and I'm like, uh, <laughs> and she goes, "She goes, did you did you do a video for blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I did." She's like, "Yeah, I saw it on Facebook," and I'm like, "Yeah, you just can't, and then you, you can't put a dollar amount on that, but, you know, no, you, right. you you can't." But for a guy, so but this is your that's your business. For a guy like me, when you you know, my generation, I'm a little older, um, and I'm not archaic by any stretch of the imagination, but I did. You're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my generation, I didn't grow up with a cell phone. Uh, right. It, 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 you know, that I came out of college. You had bag phones. You know, I'm showing my age now, but now it, 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 it's it's totally different. It, it, everything communi is communicated through, through, the, through the phone and helping a guy like me in my business transition and getting digital. Now, a guy who knows yeah. everything is 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 was was the the entire battle. So, and yeah. getting comfortable in that space. So that's what, what we're doing. And now I'm able to. I'm reaching more people. I'm helping more people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what actually gives me gives me gives me pleasure. I mean, one helping first time home buyers uh, right. find something or get into a, a home. It gives you it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Or then when folks reach out to you, I mean, I had folks fifteen years ago. Ben, you sold me my first house. We're ready to sell it again. <laughs> I mean, again, that's extremely gratifying. But that also yeah. means that I've done my job and I've maintained and kept my face and name in front of them, so mm -hmm. that you know, in fifteen years, that they weren't looking at calling somebody else to do that. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot here for a minute. So. Going back to what I said about people, a lot of my friends that want to dabble in the real estate and a lot of people I know just say, you know, hey, I'm going to get into real estate. If you could narrow down a few things uh, on a mentorship level, what would you, in a three-minute phone conversation, what, what would you tell them to do from all your experience? If you were thinking, if they're looking at getting into real estate, 
Mm-hmm. A plan. You need to have a plan. Um, I look at people different walks of life. Uh, if you're married, uh, if you have if you have a, a current job, um, the minutia of getting a license isn't difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. Two classes: real estate practice and fundamentals. But the challenge is getting people to use you and how to use you uh, and creating and giving yourself a a ramp up period to get out. And that's where real effective training does does come in handy. So having um, instruction in a lot of offices will offer offer training. I mean, your your bigger offices, Keller Williams and Remaxes, they have uh, Allison James. Uh, We all have we all have training. but right. the key is you have to take advantage of it. So it, it's, it's about self-motivation. Are you self-motivated? If you're not self-motivated, real estate's probably not the industry uh, for you. So I, I, I ask people to take a, a hard look at themselves. I mean, what's, what's, what's your motivation? What's your driving factor? Uh, this, isn't, this isn't a glamorous business. This is a business where uh, it requires a lot of due diligence and a lot of effort uh, mm-hmm. and it, all, it can require some money as well. Investing. Are you ready to invest financially in yourself and in your business? So those, the start, just starting off looking at, you know, your motivation financially, where are you at that, at that point in time? Younger people, it's easier if you're coming out of school, uh, you don't have as much debt. You don't have, um, a lot of overhead expenses. I mean, then real estate is something it's easier to get started on and, and ramp up. But if you're married with kids and you're looking to do a change, that's typically comes a conversation you have with both but with spouses. But you need a specific plan. Uh, you got to have, you know, f- from a financial standpoint, you got to have a little some some cash to the side. And this is this, this again is personal from me, but I, I also having dealt with a lot of folks who come to me, I want to get into real estate. I'm getting into real estate, and we right. get started and they they fall by the wayside. It just it doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't happen because they didn't plan it out. And right off the bat, motivation, what's my goal, 12-month goal? And I'll sit down and help you map out the, how that first 12 months looks. And yeah. my partner, Ron Minges, is a great a great uh, teacher and a great instructor. Um, and that's one of, the things, one of the things he works on with us, with me, the same thing regarding you know, motivation, focused organization. Mm-hmm. Now – did I answer your question? I know sometimes I get off the tangent and I start, I start spinning. No, 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 you absolutely answered it because I just see a lot of people that see these, these bullshit courses and things that say like, you know, Hey, how, how you make a million dollars in a year in real estate. And then, you know, everybody's looking for a quick buck and they think that they can just jump in and, and, and run with it. And I have just from doing a lot of advertising, uh, in the real estate world, I'm like, yeah, you gotta be in two feet. Well, yeah, you, you got to be in two feet and you got to have a plan, uh, and, a, uh, a very specific plan. So there's like, you've heard of the 80, 20 rule, right? Yep. Well, it's no different. I mean, 20% of the, uh, the realtors are doing 80% of the business. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a small set of people doing a majority of the business, but the, and you have some of these larger teams, but these agents have dialed in, um, mm-hmm. And they know they do, you know, there's, they, there's national coaching, but there are five, six things that you have to do and you have to do it consistently. Uh, 
And the biggest challenge for us as realtors is you start chasing fires, you start making money, but you, mm-hmm. you, you've, you let those basics fall by the wayside. And yeah. in order to stay effective and to really grow, you can't let that happen. Yep. I know one guy that, uh, one guy that got, you know, sold a house, got a big commission check and, uh, was like, you know, all on his high horse excited and a whole nine yards and just didn't do anything after that. Like basically like he, he just knew it then, you know, right. in his brain, he was like, I got this down. I got this down pat. Nobody can, nobody can interfere. And then it was like three months later and, you know, he didn't do advertisers to somebody that I know. Uh, three months later, he, he was like, he came to me or called me or texted me one or the other. And he said, uh, he's like, man, I can't get a listing. I can't do this. I can't do that. I said, what have you been doing for the last three months? And he's like, uh, oh, enjoying the sale that I made. Right. You know, so right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of structure. Right. And there's a lot. I mean, you get make great money obviously but i i know from a distance that you got to have structure to not rely on that one house that you sold or you know forget like you said the basics and I'm, you know i'm because you did it i'm curious how many real estate coaches there are out there and if you look but but there's yeah but there's a reason for that why why are there so many coaches because so many people okay if you're going to be better in your business it's help. You need to be coached. Someone looking at your business from the outside, trying to help make you better, trying to keep you focused, making sure that you're doing, uh, right. doing your your subset of activities. You know, your your whether you're cold calling, you're staying in touch with your past clients, you're sending out your mailers on a monthly basis, you're doing your touch, mm-hmm. you're adding you're adding people that, the new new at least two to three context into your uh, into your crm on a daily basis i mean there are a number of these small things that have to become habitualized in your and then and or you have people that help you do those things but uh, that's what helps develop your client base helps grow your business um yep those those small the small but uh but necessary things no, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, it's like I cringe when you say coaches because I think that there's there's good coaches out there. Mm-hmm. There's a, as like sports. There's phenomenal coaches right. out there. But then there's ones that just want to grab money and, right. and, and, and run with it. And that's a whole different podcast that I just wouldn't want to get into here with you. But, but it's, uh, I could see that possibly being in your future, though. It could be a Dan McIntosh uh coaching real estate guru uh, well i don't know again <laughs> my sub my subset is i can encourage i'm an encourager um uh, my strength organization is one of my strong points which is why i have to pay for someone to assist me with that but i think yes. understanding and knowing your weaknesses is what makes you bet all the better and more effective so everyone's not mm-hmm. perfect in all areas so if you realize there's a, you have a shortcoming, then you, you 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 apply a remedy and help fix it. So you have assistance yeah. that help you out and help keep you organized and help you do the the, the things that I need to do to stay on track. Um, so that yeah. that's that's the important part, at least for me. No, I mean that's you you just nailed it right there. Instead of trying to focus any of your energy on something that you know you're you're weak at, uh, try to implement somebody else that has that strong point. And you focus on what what you're great at, right? And helping people, I'm 
I'm, I'm out there shaking hands, kissing babies. Um, I'm not running for a political office, but it's about creating, you know, but creating, uh, relationships. I mean, now I, I, I thrive on relationships and, uh, and trying to meet new people, uh, and grow. That's what it's all about. So we're going to wrap this up here. Um, tell everybody how to reach you. I think there's a, there's a, there's a lot of value you can add besides the, somebody looking to sell a home or somebody looking to, uh, to purchase a home. Um, maybe there's some real estate entrepreneurs out there that might want to touch base with you. So why don't you, uh, why don't you spit your information out there? Well, Dan McIntosh, Daniel A. McIntosh Jr. folks. And, um, Thank you. If you can Google me or you can reach out at rdcaffiliates.com, rdcaffiliates.com. Uh, email me at dan at rdcaffiliates.com, dan at rdaffiliates.com. Um, and my cell, don't mind giving out my cell number, 610-636-3046. Uh, but if you're looking... One, uh, to sell a home, you're looking for information on uh, what your home is worth. You're looking for your questions. If you're looking to buy, if you're an investor uh, and you're looking to learn how to flip homes. I mean, I've been doing this 30 years and I, I have a strong working knowledge of, of the real estate industry and would love to uh, create new relationships uh, and help new, new folks uh, find and sell homes. Yeah. And he means that, everybody. He actually means that. He will answer your phone. And you know what, Dan? You left out one thing. You literally will answer the phone for free and give free advice to anybody that Abs- that has a question. Without a doubt. Um, my, my, again, that's my job, to help give you information to help so you can make the best decision. All right. Well, Dan, can't thank you enough, obviously. Um, thanks for coming on. This is uh, Impressive Media Group's weekly podcast. And uh, Dan, we'll check you later. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Chris. But, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, and thank you again for all your hard work to uh, with, uh, getting our business uh, out there. It's what we do. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, brother. Thank you. Thank you, my man. All right. So, everybody, peace Take out. Take care.